The wild card round is in the books. We're on to the divisional round, looking at all the matchups around the NFL and much more coming up on Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. Welcome back to another edition of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. It's a playoff edition of Outside the Trenches. We've got the Super Wild Card Weekend underneath our belt. Nick, how was your Super Wild Card Weekend? It was fun. Uh, went over to a friend's house and we drank and had some cigars. It was glorious. Uh, we had some people who left us and went to the game, you know, caught the first half. And they were back at the house, at my buddy's house, uh, watching a game in the third quarter. But they could say they went there, and I think that was the plan. And I respect that. And uh, not for me at all, like at all. Like I was, we were on his porch. It was heated, having cigars, kicking it. And that's why I like. It's a lot more comfortable uh, than uh, going out to the game. I was. Uh, Sean Barber had offered me his his tickets that he had. His wife and his daughter didn't decide they didn't want to go and. You know, I and I was like, you know what? I know we got we do our post game show, so I couldn't go anyway. Um, but I said, good luck trying to find somebody wanted to take those. I mean, the ticket prices were incredibly low. It was a very uh, affordable game for people who did want to go out there. Uh, Big B, Brian Hanley, with us also today with Nick Leckie and myself, Tucker Franklin. Big B, how are you doing? I know your Steelers lost in the uh, divisional round. Uh, you know what? It, it I hate to see it. I mean, when you have to play the refs, and when the refs are, are not going to be on your side, it's just, no, in all seriousness, it is what it is. I mean, the Steelers, they had no shot, and we all knew it. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. But for overall, the weekend was great. I thought it was great football. Very enjoyable. Hey, Big B. Yep. Why does Mason Rudolph look like the rich kid on the street? Well, technically, I think he really is. His dad's in commercial real estate, so I think he really is. The, he was the rich kid on the street. Oh, my God. It makes so much sense. He like <laughs> That's like if, if there ever was a real-life person who'd be in House Slytherin, it'd yeah. be Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He does. He does seem like it. Um, and there's a lot to talk about in the divisional round now. We've hit the uh, final four in each division. Uh, in each conference, I should say, that we'll talk about each game. It's nice this time of year because we can talk about each game. We have enough bandwidth to talk about uh, every game that's going on. And that's what I was thinking as uh, I was uh, sitting down and uh, sat down to do a show with Chase Daniel today, the breakdown that will be out on YouTube. And we were talking beforehand, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember I, I watched it. I watched this game, and I said, like, it's a lot easier when there's only – six or so games on and you can you can feel confident about every game uh because there's six games so first before we get into the whole big picture let's talk some chiefs as uh the big news of the chiefs day is that they designated chiefs wide receiver polarizing chiefs wide receiver sky Moore to return from the injured reserve that means they're opening up that 21 day practice window so they have 21 days before they have to activate him to the active roster, I believe he was limited in practice today. I'll double-check that. Um, but they also made uh, some moves as they put Cam Jones, a linebacker on IR, signed Cole Christensen from the practice squad, 
to the active roster and signed Trey Dean to the practice squad, a name that I remember from the draft a couple years ago. I was pretty big on out of, I believe, Georgia is where Trey Dean came out of. But uh, Big B, thoughts on Sky Moore coming back? It looks like it seems like the Chiefs offense has some things going for him. Uh, I almost hesitate to add another wide receiver to the mix because they seem like they got the right combination of guys right now. It does. I mean, the game was definitely better uh, against the Dolphins, so that that's you know positive outlook. I don't know. I mean, it's such a mixed bag with Sky Moore. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's such a mixed bag. It's like, what are you going to get? He can be good, but we've seen he can be bad. So uh, I think adding him isn't going to hurt. You know, adding a guy with his his speed and, and maybe what he brings to the table is going to hurt. But I think, you know, just put him in a select package. You wouldn't want to have him out there, you know, if there's 65 snaps, 70 snaps in a game. You're not going to want him out there for 55 of those. That that wouldn't work. But certain plays, certain situations, uh, bringing him into the fold, yes. I just don't know who you sit down if that's the case. You know, I, I think with Sky Moore, he has tremendous potential. Like he was, I remember coming out of like Central Michigan, whatever directional school he came out of. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was a great route runner. And, and I thought he would really flourish in that. And it just feels like he doesn't know how to read defenses or how to run the appropriate routes or, or he's out of sync when it comes to running routes. And I always tell people, they're like, what's the secret to lasting long NFL? And I think that the secret is being consistently average for the rest of your career. That's it. You never want to be Odell Beckham one game and then, you know, some crappy receiver another game. You want to be just consistently good. Look at Hunter Renfro for Christ's sake. Yeah. Got to keep that level. Got to keep that consistency. You got to know what to expect. There's been some times too. You guys mentioned, you know, a little bit of the route running, where it almost seems like Skymore runs into leverage sometimes, where he's like running a deep route and he's running into a safety instead of away from it. And that's hard for Patrick Mahomes or really any any quarterback to try to throw to a wide receiver when he's running into leverage uh, from defensive backs. So it's one of those things where. Uh, just got to get on the right page there. And then Rasheed Rice has done a really good job getting on uh, Mahomes' positive side. Look, had a career day for himself, had a record day in terms of Chiefs rookie wide receivers, set records in receptions and uh, in receiving yards in postseason single-game history in the Chiefs record book. Seventh all-time after Puka's big day um, he had against the Lions, which was all for naught, essentially. Um I'm curious to look. I'm going to have to go back and look now of how many of those single game receive rookie receiving records in the postseason. How like what the result of their team win is? Because I I can't imagine that like DK Metcalf had a big day. I think his rec- record was 180, and I think Puka passed that up. I, I don't know how many of those like performances were in a loss. I f- I find that to be uh, very interesting. I'll look at that up here in a little bit, but. Uh, Sky Moore was limited in practice. The only did did not participate for the Chiefs was Derek Nottie, who's dealing with a well, they originally called an elbow injury, but they're now calling it a tricep injury. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that progresses there. The Chiefs do have a couple of interior defensive linemen that they like haven't used at all this year. Uh, Mike Pinnell came in and played really well against the uh, the Dolphins, which the Dolphins clearly were not prepared for that cold and clearly were not ready on both sides of the ball. They just did not seem like that they wanted to be out there at all. And they also have uh, Neil Farrell as well that they can use on the interior side. So they're not necessarily hurting for bodies on that interior position. Uh, maybe quality to hurting for. 
Uh, but Derek Nottie hasn't been lighting the world on fire there. But Big B, let's talk about this Chiefs-Dolphins game as it was a record cold game, fourth coldest game in NFL history, uh, coldest game at Arrowhead ever. So what were your uh, big takeaways from that one? Uh, I think it's it's just what you said. The Dolphins didn't seem like they wanted to be there. I mean, they got the one big play to Tyreek, uh, but on offense, it just didn't look like they wanted to be there. Uh, the Chiefs handled the weather much, much better. Uh, but I will say this, the Chiefs, the same old, same old in the red zone. Yeah. Sometimes trying to get too cute, uh, just not executing. Maybe guys just aren't in the right spots. And so, and who knows if they were affected? Clearly, they were affected by the cold. I think everybody was. But, yeah. you know, you, I, I can say this. If you're going to kick that many field goals, you're going to lose to Buffalo. So they got to continuously keep working. I thought they'd be able to run the football more, but, you know, it just kind of was what it was. But the, the Chiefs were just better than Miami. I think we've seen that. We saw that all year long. The Dolphins were a good team. But it was almost like they were a gimmicky type of team. I know, Nick, we we talked about it before. Their offensive line, yeah, they, they would run for a lot of yards, but it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of misdirection motions, running back the opposite way, a lot of stuff like that. But when it came to man-on-man, man, they, just, they just weren't able to block people and move people. And you got to be able to move somebody in the NFL. You really do. You got to open up those holes, open up the lanes. And I think also the reason why Miami looks so disinterested is when you have that many people who are on season ending injuries, yeah. you just, if you don't get that, if you don't grab that momentum really quick, everything, your life drains out of you. You know, your life absolutely drains out of you. You're like, man, then, then you start thinking about the cold and then you start thinking about the crowd. Then you start thinking about we're going to go on vacation next week, and then you're okay with losing. And that's what happened in Miami. Yeah. The Bills are kind of in a similar situation when you talk about just, like, how many guys they have out on injury. Like, they've got a lot of guys. Like, Matt Law has been out for a while. Tredavious White's out and seasoning injuries, and they're on, like, their third practice squad linebacker or something like yeah. that. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be a really cold game as well, so I'm going to be curious if – the Chiefs do run the ball a little bit more. I believe they had 30-some carries. I don't know it off the top of my head. I think it was in the 30s of how many times that they ran the ball, which is kind of a little uncharacteristic about Andy Reid. Now, they did have a big lead in the game, so I'm sure that that varied into the play calling a little bit. They're pretty close to 50-50 in terms of uh, run pass. So they're a pretty balanced attack. I'm curious how they will attack uh, you know, Josh Allen and and that uh, Bills defense. I think that deep Bills defense is a little underrated, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, the Bills and Steelers game, Big B, because I want to get your opinion on something that seemed to be controversial that in the moment I did not think was controversial when I was watching it, and that's Josh Allen's fake slide. Uh, I should yeah. put it in air quotes, fake slide. I don't necessarily think it was a fake slide. Um, now, Kenny Pickett actually did do a fake slide at Pitt. He drug his toe, and they outlawed that immediately quicker than the NCAA has ever done anything in their whole entire life. They outlawed the fake slide. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on on that game and that plan particularly in the fake slide, and which kind of almost led to the Miles Jack penalty later on in the game where he does hit him a, a little late, but he doesn't hit him in the head. He hits him in the in the body. Uh, thoughts on, on that game and just kind of that play in general? I mean, it, it was a, a fake slide. I mean, it absolutely was. He slowed down. He kind of twerked his body like he was going to slide. 
and then he just kept running. The problem that I have is if somebody would have come up and laid him out, they'd have thrown a flag. And that is where the big issue comes in. If if somebody would have hit him directly in that moment when he did that, they would have thrown a flag for unnecessary roughness. We know it. We all we all know that's what would have happened. So I, I don't know what you're going to do. I just think if guys are going to run, and if you run one yard past the line of scrimmage as a quarterback, you are free game. And that's it. And that'll put an end to this. I go, because otherwise, again, just what you said, Miles Jack comes in, it's already tough enough for defenders anyway. You're making them make a split-second decision running full speed. Josh Allen slid late. I, actually, I don't even know if that he slid late, but he did slide, and then Miles Jack kind of hit him. He didn't hit him that hard. No. He kind of pulled up, hit him in the shoulder. Literally, as he's hitting him, he's raising his hands. It's just, I don't know. That didn't decide the game, so I don't want to let anybody think that that's what decided the game, but it didn't. But something's got to be done. You, you just look, if you're going to run, you need to get down way early because if you go down late, I think the refs got to just say, sorry, man, it is what it is. I'm proud to have makes a good point that I do think he fought with his head on that side too. Sorry to jump Absolutely back. he did. Absolutely he did. He acted like he had gotten shot out of a cannon and nobody even hit him in the head. Yeah. Now, had he given himself a concussion, then what would have happened? Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? It's You don't have to flop in football. You know, there, there's other sports that you can flop in. Guys are going to hit you hard enough as it is. What are you doing? It's it's really become a thing, the the quarterback flop on any sort of hit, and it's really yeah. annoying that basketball, at that soccer, my, one of my favorite sports, has bled into basketball fully, and it's bleeding in the NFL. It's bleeding into college football to 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 fake a foul. And and I, I like how soccer, at least, it does, it's not called often, but they call simulation. And you can get a yellow card for faking a dive. And it happened a lot with Cristiano Ronaldo towards the end of his career. And it happens with guys where, you know, if you fake it, then they'll throw, they'll give you a yellow card for faking it. And with Josh Allen, he 100,000% did it. There's no mechanical uh, for a quarterback to do that move to where you, you know, he's not doing the rock aware. Right. He's not going to, he's not going to lay back. Do the rock aware? No, he's not. There's no. There's no reason to do that unless you're sliding. And Josh Allen has protection because he is a premier young star in the NFL. Unlike Joe Flacco, who got absolutely hammered yep. uh, when he tried to slide, and it was no call. Nothing. So yeah. So but that that's between being an old buck and a young buck. And all the Kansas City was watching that game with a great interest as uh, the winner of that game, like a. I mean, if Buffalo won, obviously the Chiefs are playing Buffalo, but if, if Pittsburgh would have won, they would have got Houston at home. Um, Houston's playing real. They're they're playing hot right now. They took it to Cleveland a little bit. A little, it surprised me, that game. I thought the game was going to be a lot closer. Did they than take it to Cleveland, or did or did, did my man, uh, it was a secret plant for the Ravens, eliminate the, the Browns from the inside out? A little Flacco? A little Flacco. <laughs> Back-to-back pick sixes? No, man. Yeah. And both were brutal. I mean, it wasn't like defenders made great plays on either one of them. They were both brutal interceptions. On the, I, I could have. I go, no, he's not gonna throw it there. Oh shit, do it there. Yes, that, he stared that, him down. He stared him like a high school, like a high school quarterback. <laughs> so, like Brett Favre, like Brett Favre giving Strahan that sack to get his career record for the season. Yeah, like that was fraud, fraudulent. Is what you're saying? Super fraudulent. It was fraudulent. Uh, yeah. 
that was a tough one. Um, but I know that, uh, Nick, you've been very high on the Cleveland defense and, and Cleveland as a whole. But Joe Flacco just kind of turned into a pumpkin is what happened. Joe Flacco finally showed his age a little bit, and Joe Flacco kind of uh, came down to earth. Uh, moderately disappointing because I really did want them to play uh, against uh, Baltimore, and I wanted Baltimore fans to have to make a decision. That probably wouldn't have been until the championship game if I think about the seating, but still, uh, I wanted them to play Baltimore just so it would be a, a moral dilemma for the for the folks in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if Baltimore it's kinda like the and we'll get to the other game, obviously the Rams and the Lions. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we love you, but we want to win more. And I think that's kind of the way that it it, it would have went in Baltimore. It's like, yeah. yeah, you don't play for us anymore, buddy, so sorry. Yeah. You did your thing, we'll clap for you, but but we want lamb lamb now. You out, Joe. <laughs> you, you out. Uh, I tell you what, wait, are we talking about the Cleveland-Houston game? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Tuns- Tunsil, the left tackle for Houston, he's amazing. He held down <laughs> Miles Garrett like yeah, crazy. It was awesome, like one-on-one. I was super impressed. Battle was after he got hurt, too, Nick. Yeah, huh. yeah. <laughs> battle through injury. That looked brutal. Was his ankle or knee? I forgot what it was. Yeah, was that knee, the one he like the- grabbed for his knee on the field goal or the extra point? Yeah. He like Dark. grabs at his knee and tries. It's almost like Something was in there. He's trying to fix it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Came back the next series and just dominated the football game. Amazing. I love that. I've done that. Like, there will come a point where we'll outlaw the the locking of the legs and the extra point. It's such a – it's such BS. Yeah. Like, because you lock legs and so many – it's not from your guy. It's from two guys over. Correct. Blocked it and all of a sudden, like, you just get – some guy, some large human being – just falls on your on your knee when you're in like the most vulnerable position ever. Yep. It's it's a weird deal. It's it's an archaic concept. When just go for two, it's more fun for TV anyways. It'll step down and punch. Yeah. yeah well yeah, it's it's just step down and just take two. Yeah. So now you can't you can't expose yourself anymore, Tucker, because you'll get rolled up. So you gotta yeah, you gotta step down and just take one. Hmm. And think about the evolution of that side of it. I remember it always being stepped down and then punched yeah. down to the punched down to the ground. You expose uh, your side yeah. flank, man. You're gonna get rolled up. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh no, just imagine though how how down bad Texans fans would have been if they lost their star left tackle on special teams. That would have been wolf. Not even a real field goal either, a fake field goal. Yeah, an extra point. Extra point. Ugh. Fraction. Fractional. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was impressed by the Texans. I, the Texans continue to impress me. I thought, and I think we've even said this on the show, that we kind of expect the Texans to fizzle out a little bit. Like, we kind of expected them, like, all right. I know I've said it. Um, well, you got a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. You're going to get a little bit of uh, maybe a fall off here. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. If they can pull off the upset against the Ravens and uh, the Chiefs can beat the Buffalo Bills, uh, they could be an interesting test for the uh, for the Chiefs' defense as uh, C.J. Stroud playing really well, but I'm uh, confident that uh, Steve Spagnuolo could cook something up because Steve Spagnuolo has been cooking recently. I don't know if you guys saw the little play where he went to two high and then pre-snap shifted to one high and then after the snap shifted back to two high. Um, that was insane. 
that that little scheme there. But um, any other takeaways? You reading shells, uh, Tucker? You reading coverages, buddy? <laughs> I hear you for shell, buddy. I got the uh, pass coverage gloss okay. right here. I've been diving into. I've okay. Got the, uh, the defense Big coordinator up. handbook right here. Uh, I'm I'm getting I'm diving all the way in. Look, I heard the Missouri Tigers still need a defensive coordinator. Uh, so I had to I had to hit the roads. Uh, I got one more on the way about the four two five. Uh, but no, it's um, I enjoy it. The d- disguising coverages can can hurt you in quick snap sometimes. Uh, when you're trying to trying to disguise it so you don't give away to your read, and if you roll too late, then you get burned too. So there's there's pros and cons to to disguising coverages to to rolling coverages. Um, pretty uh, p- pretty simple to see, but it can burn you a lot too. It can really it can really burn you. And there's some games you can play back there that are absolutely brilliant. And it's like there's so many there's so much shit to watch in an NFL game. Like if you know what to look for, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. The thing about defense too is that a po- it's it's hard, especially at the college level, to to try to tell what a defense is doing because you don't know if like what they're being taught specifically matchup wise scheme wise right everything like that and then someone could just mess up like that is also a, like a very big possibility when you're watching you're like yeah this guy like and this looks like it should be covered too uh but this safety didn't do the right thing and it looks like it's something completely different so that's like the hard part about like watching and trying to figure out identifying i guess this is the right word i'm looking for uh coverages when like, just watching film and not having any context to it but um, let's go ahead and take a break. We've hit the AFC. We're going to hit the NFC and some massive storylines developing on the NFC side of things. Some uh, crazy results that we got to. Uh, uh, are we going to dance on some graves here coming up? I think we are. I, I think I kind of get that vibe. We're dancing on some graves here. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. After this. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your New Year's resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your doorstep. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you'll have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. HelloFresh can make cooking with your family fun, easy, and simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree and use code KCSNFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSNFree with code KCSNFree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's get back to the show. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on Outside the Finchers. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on the audio after the fact, drop a five-star rating and review. Leave a review. Let us know what you think about the show. We really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Drop a comment in the chat if you're watching live. And uh, we'll get to those as we, uh, we get in there. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Good to see everyone in the chat as well, but let's go ahead and get to the NFC side. And Nick, I don't know if I can hold you back any longer. Uh, Dallas Cowboys aren't who they thought you were. Th- thought who you thought they were. I mean, is anyone who watches this podcast regularly surprised that the Cowboys absolutely got hammered by Green Bay? Is any like honestly, like how long have we been talking about this? Yeah, it's been forever. a minute. Forever. Been a minute. And, and people want to. People, I don't know what the hell it is. I think, is it the Skip Bayless effect? But people believe in Dallas like nothing else I've ever seen in my life. Like that 93 team is going to come back and Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, uh, Emmett Smith, you know, the great O-lines, the great defensive lines, Dion. It's not happening. You have Dak and that's your problem. Yeah. Well, part of it. Jerry Jones, he keeps saying stupid stuff like that. Well, this is the most talented team that we've ever had. And, you know, I would put this team up there with any of those Super Bowl teams. I'm like, what? Like, like, first of all, the quarterback position should tell you alone that you don't have the same team. Not to mention the running back position alone should tell you that you don't have the same team. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Part of it. And then I heard today that they're keeping McCarthy, which I think yep. is one of the biggest jokes that I think I've heard. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you can do, but apparently, continuously choking in the playoffs, you, you can keep your job in Dallas. You know, it's a oh, Dallas tradition. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's a Dallas tradition. They, 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 Detroit lost the game to Dallas. You know, on the two, uh, goal for two in Dallas, and McCarthy was given a funeral, like. He was like, man, this is this is no good. And he just, man, like I said, man, they were beating the teams that they should, bad. Like, they were beating them really bad. But once any sort of strategy came around, they folded. And that's on, that's part of coaching. I, I hate to blame coaching, but you got the players. 
man, you tell me that's not a star-studded defense, not a star-studded offense. I mean, you got, I mean, pro all pros, pro bowlers, Hall of Famers, and you're wasting careers. Like, you might as well, I mean, I don't think they could win in the NFC South. Mm. Yeah. they. I mean, they tend, I don't know. The, the thing to me that I think is crazy is just what you said, Nick. They have all these guys, but then in the big moment, those guys disappear. Yeah. Like, we could talk about how great Micah Parsons is and, and all this thing that people say, well, he's the next Lawrence Taylor, which could be one of the dumber statements I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You think Lawrence Taylor in a playoff game is going to have one assisted tackle and one pressure and that you no. don't even know that he's on the field? I don't think that's going to happen to Lawrence Taylor. I, I just no. don't. You know, or Dak Prescott had, well, I, I can't even remember what he had going into the fourth quarter, or not the fourth quarter, the last six minutes of the game. He, I can't remember. I think it was like 135 yards. And then he ended up with over 400 when the game didn't matter. I'm just right. like, yeah. this is ridiculous how they just continuously come up small in these, these big moments. I'm like, and sooner or later, don't you have to just say, the, this guy can't get it done. I hate to pile on Dak, but it's the truth. It's like, when do we just say, you know what? Yeah, he's good in the regular season. But there's a lot of guys that can be good in the regular season. I need somebody that's going to get it done in the playoffs. Somebody that can go get win a game when maybe everything isn't aligned, but we can get on his back and he can take us home. Dak has never been that guy. I don't. I think he's just got to get out of town. Maybe he can be that guy. It's not going to be a Dallas though. Just not. I I just don't see the hunger. I I saw a couple plays with Dak where he went out to scramble, and I didn't see the hunger. And I don't like to question people like that, but there was one, he was running to the sideline to his right. And I just didn't see that fire, that burst. I don't know if he's lost a step, didn't want it, but I was like, man, this is, this is playoff time. This is when it's like, okay, no more load management with my body. I'm selling out. And the quarterbacks that do that, that go from game manager to game winner, you know, that's not Dak. He stays in the game manager role. Yeah, and McCarthy needs to realize that and don't ask new dumb things. And shit, you got C.D. Lamb and Pollard. Like, come on, and a great old line. What? What are you missing? Tight end, maybe. Yeah, well, tight end Ferguson was pretty good. He played very well this season. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It, it, I think you're right, Nick. I think you're absolutely right. It's like the hunger is not there, or you know, the sense of urgency is just not there. When it's like, come on, man, what are we doing? It's like now or never. Go be the guy, and and I just don't think Dak can be that guy. He's too wealthy. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. People people discount that a lot, Nick, and I know you know it. I know we've had that conversation. Guys get paid, and all of a sudden they turn it off. I mean, mm-hmm. it can happen. Happen. Money money changes people, man. It changes yeah. your whole outlook. Absolutely. You, know, you become a fat house cat instead of a, a street cat. It's Absolutely. Real- contract year and next thing you know they fell off the face of the earth flacco included <laughs> i was can't looking i can't blame him i was looking at uh Dak prescott's postseason numbers i was curious i went to his postseason game log two and five in the postseason for old Dak prescott uh touchdown to interception ratio of 14 to 7 so that's about like what 50 yeah yeah 50 so that's not good. Um, <laughs> Did you read that in Dick LeBeau's book? 
Tucker. <laughs> I did. I did read that Dick LeBeau's book. He said not good. Um, but Big B, I think I saw you mention this on TikTok. The, those stats, and you mentioned it here on the podcast, dude. Those stats are going to be empty stats for absolutely yeah, for for Dak. There, you can look, and he saw so he saw uh, three touchdowns, four hundred three yards. Those two interceptions he threw early on in the game were huge. One was a pick six. Yeah. Um, so maybe add another touchdown total to uh, Dak Prescott. There he did contribute <laughs> another touchdown. Um, but uh, they're they're in quarterback purgatory. Is what the problem is. Is he is one thousand. He's, he's too good to just cast away, right? Like you can't just cut him and, and cut bay with him. Is he? You trade him. The problem is, I think his cap number it goes up to something stupid this year. And so they got to redo his contract. Well, he'll redo it, but he's going to say, yeah, I'll redo it at $55, $60 million a year for the next three years. If if I'm Dallas, I'm just like, no, 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 no. But they they almost have to do it because I think his cap number is like $63 million. So... And that's it's just brutal because they kept pushing him on and pushing him on. It's it's nuts. Who's doing these contracts for Dallas? First of all, by the way, like what's they do have a potential out on this contract, um, which is this year. Mm-hmm. As you did mention, Big B, it looks like his dead cap hit would be sixty one million <laughs> post June one. Yeah, so I think it has to be. A- it would be a post-June 1 cut. I see that yep. half the damn cap. I mean, $61 million, you're going to eat that? There's no way. You can't eat that. You can't eat $61 million in dead money. Nobody can afford to do that and put a competitive team out there. You just can't do that. Why Why, why do that? Like, what What agent, what agent? I mean, that shows you right there. I, I've never heard anything about Dak. I know, no inside information. But oh, the man. fact that you grab all the gold for yourself means you're not a team player. And his play, well, it's like he's not a team player. He changed. That's the thing. They kept kicking the can down the road. He kept renegotiating so they could sign other guys. That's what he did. He kept, They kept kicking the can down the road, kicking it down the road, changing it to signing bonuses. Well, you can only do that for so long, and sooner or later you got to pay the piper, and this is the year. Listen to these t- these details from this. I, s- I started to go down and read uh, the contract notes. No tag clause. No trade clause. 25 and 26 are void years for cap purposes. Automatically void the last day, last league day of 2024. 2026 void year will allow the 2022 base re-salary, salary to be restructured. And he does have uh, an annual Super Bowl win plus 50% of the snaps, $1 million bonus. Good, n- good to know that uh, Dallas... Is not going to have to pay that. Not going to have to pay it. Uh, but ninety-five million fully guaranteed when he signed that sucker. Uh, Thirty-one million in the twenty twenty-three salary, fully guaranteed on three twenty. Uh, Was that after his injury? Did he get signed after his injury too? Yeah, yeah. He had an injury guarantee in there as well. I don't know who his agent is, but he needs to be put in the agent hall of fame for getting this contract agreed to. Um, and he is a de-escalator for missing workouts. Five hundred thousand dollars de-escalator for missing workouts. But it was if, it, and I'm not sure that you guys remember. I living here, here in Dallas, I remember. I mean, it was all over talk radio. Remember, he got franchised, and it was yeah. Jerry Jones. Remember, they didn't sign him because he was a fourth round draft pick, and so he didn't have that fifth year. They could have signed him, and they didn't do it. And they waited, and he had a good year, and then they franchised him. Then he got hurt, and then they paid him. 
because they're like, well, if we don't pay him, he's right. going to go somewhere. And they he had him over a barrel at that point, and he pushed that barrel right over top of him. Just pushed it all over, and it's just Jerry Jones at work, man. It's just, come on, man. Just be, I mean, he's so forward-thinking in business. Why can't you be in football? Can't have it all. You can't have it all. <laughs> Here's what could be. The future of the Dallas Cowboys could be this right here, Nick. What's that? You get rid of the fourth round pick. You bring in the fourth overall pick in Trey Lance. Trey Lance now takes the reign of the Dallas Cowboys, and they are saying <laughs> he's got he. It was in Chicago, right? He's Chicago, uh, San Francisco. No, but before that, no, he wasn't. No, he got drafted by the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And they said we would rather have Brock Purdy instead. Not just Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, that's true. He didn't. He didn't guess him. Couldn't even yeah. beat him out. Hey, what I tell you about being consistently average? Well, look. I mean, Trey Lance played four really good games in college. Got to give it to the Niners. <laughs> they saw all of his games that he played. Talk about oh, a good the, agent. Oh, there's a good gosh. agent. Get your guy drafted that high with nobody at work. Literally. <laughs> I don't think they watch film on draft day. To be honest with you, I'm like, who's watching film here? You know, like who is like just watch the film. Don't, don't look at Twitter. Watch the film. There wasn't a lot of film to watch on Trey Lance because he did not play the 2020 season because of D two didn't or D one double A didn't play um, a season in 2020 when he was drafted. Okay. So that goes into that a little bit. But like you, you had a dude who hadn't played like two years of football, and you're like, yeah, let's take him fourth overall. Uh, that's a good idea. Let's sell the farm and do that. Um. But yeah, Niners on a bye week. They didn't play anybody. Uh, but the next game we talked about was the Monday night cap, the last game uh, of this super wild card weekend. It's Philly. And it's it's Philly and Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield looking at <laughs> a competent quarterback. And Baker Mayfield, they're having more uh, postseason wins than the Browns since 1995. That was my favorite stat to come out of there as the Browns just casted him, casted him aside. They said, get out of here. And he played injured. He played injured. He did. Yeah. He did play. Browns did him dirty, and that's why I don't like the Browns. Karma. It is karma. The Browns season this year was karma. And and, and how good Baker's playing right now is also karma. Um, Joshua says, I'll always believe the 49ers watching Mahomes in the Super Bowl made them make that pick. With Trey Lance. That's interesting. Probably. They probably thought, well, we need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, we got to move on from this guy. And probably the Ravens, or not the Ravens, the, uh, sorry, I was thinking about Harbaugh, and then I thought about the Ravens, because Har- Jim Harbaugh's in contention for the Raiders job, who they now have Jimmy Garoppolo. That was a peek inside of my dome there, so I don't know if you guys really wanted that, uh, to how my brain works. But, um, as I was saying, the Eagles got bopped. Like the Eagles, yeah. it, that that game was never close, and it never felt like the Eagles ever had a chance in that game. And who knew all you needed to stop the tush bush was big old Vita Vea, man. That that was it. That's all you need. That's the secret. Yeah. Nobody. Was, uh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I know. I'm. I'm uh, I was saying for that tush bush, no one was doing what he was doing. Like I remember, uh, we played Texas my senior year, and they had um, Casey Hampton. And Sean Rod, no, Roderick Wright and someone, I don't know who the hell it was, one of those big, big old bears. And uh, two of them right in the A-gaps. And they just literally just went to the ground. And I'm like, that's all you have to do. And none of these guys were trying to do it. They're trying to rugby scrum. 
no, I just go to the ground and create a pile. It's the easiest thing in football. And that's what Veo was doing. It was awesome. And plus, he doesn't wear gloves. That guy creeps me out. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. No wear gloves, gloves, no wristbands. I mean, he looks like no. a practice squad player. <laughs> like, you know, a dog, man. I mean, he's, he's a he's dog. Built. He's built. No, he's awesome. Don't get it twisted. But he just looks like that. Like, what are you doing? My, my man, no gloves, no, no wristbands. This is Nothing. Just coming out wrong. there. I'm just crazy strong. And you cannot move me. I don't care what you do. You're not moving me, not an inch backwards. Uh, and you're right, Tucker. That's Apparently, that's all you need. You just need him on your squad, and you will be all right. No more tush push. No more. And I think that demoralized the Eagles because they had gotten the game close. Remember, they got that penalty, and so they, oh, well, you go for two now. We'll move it to the one-yard line. And he didn't get – they didn't get a foot. And I'm like – yeah, this one might be over. I didn't think Philly was going to win either, but then it was just like, oh, you've taken our soul. And then, yeah. and then Tampa Bay just destroyed them after that. It, it was no contest. It, it was bad. And then you you could you could tell, uh, was it is it Brown? Who they trade? Who the, the Titans? Yeah, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Not, yeah. not having Brown. Brown was the linchpin of that entire offense. He made everything else go. And not yep. having Brown, then losing Julio Jones, you have no offense. You have absolutely no offense. And Jalen looked like he was lost. He looked like he was lost. He did. And so that one, it's the opposite of the Cowboys, right? Like, you didn't expect that, but with the injuries, you kind of expect that. Right. Well, A.J. Brown had already checked out, too. Once he got hurt and they said he wasn't going to play, he was hanging out in Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. So he was was totally checked out. I mean, but you saw that coming for a few weeks. He has been so mad at the offense and what they had done. I had to Philly made a mistake with the offensive coordinator. I mean, Brian Johnson, he was horrendous. Yeah, uh, so they, they got to make a change there. But you could see this one coming for a few weeks. The Dallas game, although predictable, you didn't necessarily see it coming like that way. Right. Maybe getting beat, you didn't see him just getting destroyed. And they, they got destroyed. I don't care what the final score was. The, the, that game, I think, no, was worse than the Eagles game. It was worse. Which one? The Dallas what? When the Dallas the, game. The Dallas Packers game was worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was way I mean, worse. It was no injuries. The six. You you were healthy and you were at home. You were healthy yeah. and you were at home. And they just ran completely. Just everything. Whatever they did. The only thing I and I want to come back and just real quick. We pounded on Dak. He played yeah. horrible. I don't think it was his fault that they all his fault that they lost the game. That defense of Dallas couldn't stop a nosebleed. They I mean, it was fourteen nothing at the snap of a finger. Then it got to twenty to nothing, and I'm like, "Are you all going to put up any resistance at all? Anything?" Then the answer was no. So it was brutal, brutal. They went for the jugular. Yeah, but I forgot they had Lawrence Taylor on their team, on their defense, <laughs> and Lawrence Taylor out there running around. That was unfortunate. That was probably one of my biggest misses of the year was uh, Micah Parsons for defensive. Player of the year for MVP. I'm not even saying he wasn't great. I just don't like. If you're going to compare somebody to an all-time great, who I think is the greatest football player ever, then you better play like it. Don't be coming up with with one assisted tackle, right? We're, we're too quick to crown people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we need to we need to put a probation on people using the term goat. Like mm-hmm. you can't say goat anymore unless you mean it, and then you have to like. Highlander, you have to like defend that hill. 
Absolutely. Like, right? <laughs> just absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just we we and, and I get guys early in their careers, they play spectacular. And I know that the the thing now is to bash longevity. Yeah, oh, it's longevity. That's the reason he's got these stats. Well, longevity means something too. You know, it, it, I mean, being able to play in any particular sport for a long time, that's got to mean something. You can't just say a guy played three years. Yeah, he was really good for three years, and that's it. He's he's, he's the greatest. I'm like, well, wait a second. God did it for a decade. And, yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. What are we talking about here? Can you have, I don't think you can have that sort of reign anymore for a decade. Has there been, I mean, uh, I guess Aaron Donald. Yeah. It's actually, but see, but that's what, it comes back to what you said, Nick. You know it when you see it. Aaron Donald, you know, he's one of the all-time greats because he did it and he's still doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know greatness when you see it. And Aaron Donald's not showing up in a playoff contest like that. Getting one, I mean, where you don't even know he's playing in the game. That's my whole thing. Defensive player that you don't even know is out there because they're not calling his name or they're running the ball right at him and they're just running right through him with no resistance. It's tough. No. We still got uh, we still got one NFC game to talk about, but first I got to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they're bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers get back five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. The folks at DraftKings Sportsbook have excellent lines out for this week's game against the uh, Chiefs and Bills, specifically. Chiefs two and a half point dogs going on the road for the first time with the Patrick Mahomes era. You can get some plus money on the money line too if you want to go ahead and make a few bucks. And you can do that by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using code KCSN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm getting really good at reading that disclaimer. Yeah, that was good. Really good. It's a really good disclaimer. That uh, that one felt good off the off the fa- off the hand. You know, I had to hold the finish there for a little bit. Uh, oh, no stick. Oh yeah, had to, and then just <laughs> just bring it right back in too. Um, okay, so let's talk about this Lions and uh, Rams game. Look, a lot of emotion going on in Detroit. First home game that they've had in my lifetime, uh, <laughs> and first time they've won a playoff game also in my lifetime. And so that's crazy to think about. Uh, when you talk about the Lions, and they get to do it all again next week. They get to uh, host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, this next week. But thoughts on the the Lions coming out there, uh, holding tough against a uh, Rams team that was, was hot and surging, Big B. Like that, the Rams li- li- late in the season were much like the Packers, where they got on a little bit of a hot stretch and kind of got hot at the right time. They did. I thought they were going to win. Yeah. I had picked uh, the Rams to win the game. I said Stafford was going to carve them up, which he did. Yeah, uh, but the Lions got out hot early and was able to hold on. Uh, but I'm happy for the Lions. Look, I'm the old guy of the group here, and I've only seen them win one playoff game. I've, I mean, I don't even I could count on one hand how many playoff games 
I've even seen him play. Mm. So I'm happy for Detroit. The one thing is kind of what we talked about earlier, Stafford. Everybody thought, oh, Detroit's going to welcome him back. He did so much for him. If you saw the beginning of that game, Detroit said, yeah, no, you're not part of Detroit. I mean, they booed him. And as soon as he stepped on that field, it was and I loved every second of it. That's why I love Troy. I love yeah. because they're like, hey, man, I want to win. I don't care what you did. You're going to save my life. I don't care. I want to win. Good for them. Unless you bring a Super Bowl to Detroit, they don't love you. And yeah. let, let's be honest and don't forget, Staffy asked out. He wanted out. Sure he did. And, and Detroit wasn't going to Calvin Johnson him again. They weren't going to Barry Sanders him again. They let him walk and they traded him away and never, never underestimate the pettiness of being scorned by a team. And Goff felt great. And and I think the real reason too why was that emotion. You know, they carried that emotion, you know, from from Detroit. And I love all the Detroit strong commercials because legitimate city that fell from grace with the Rust Belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, Detroit was blighted at one point. Like it was truly blighted. Like you could buy houses for like ten thousand dollars was Detroit. Totally. Right. So so they're they're on the up and up. They are. And also I think losing Tyler Higby in the fourth quarter for the Rams really kind of t- took them a- out of contention. They had that that threat too. Let me ask you this question, Nick. Do you think that was a dirty hit? I think it was. I know you get fined if you hit a guy in the head. I just but you played in the NFL. I, I know plenty of guys, including yourself that played, they would much rather get hit in the head than get hit in the knee like that. You know, I, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a dirty hit because if you look, you know, he made contact with the uh, with the shoulder. It's like when you when you cut someone, right? Where they say aim for the thigh pads, right? You do, and then you'll you'll go for the knee. So he was doing that. It didn't seem like a dirty hit. I think that's what guys do. I don't think there's any. I think here's bad juju. If you go in with the attention of uh, the Conrad Dobler, I'm going to injure this guy. Uh, I think that's yeah. bad. That's bad that's juju. That's bad, yeah. bad karma. So was it a dirty hit? No, man. You got a little guy. Who's who's trying to trying to tackle big ass Tyler Higby? Like, no, nah, he's gonna go low because he's protecting himself as well. And you never want to see an injury. You just it's unfortunate that you know he caught his leg when it was in the ground. It's, it's kind of it, it's kind of in the same situation, Bigby, when you talk about the fake slide situation too. It's like, what are they supposed to do, right? Like they know if they go high that they're gonna get a penalty, so they're resorted because of the way that the rules are Correct. to go low. I'm not saying like it's. You know, yeah. Well, that's the right, right thing yeah. to do, but like they have that, that's what that's what it's forced them to do, Correct. and it sucks when you see an injury like that, and it feels like it could be preventable, right? But like you've yeah. got to, it's it's almost like a catch twenty two, like you could you could probably outlaw that hit, but then your 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 target area now becomes the your, chest, your and belly you're, not, you're not supposed to wrap, you're not supposed to tackle that high, yeah. Um, so it, it gets a real problem right there when you start uh start getting well, you can't hit him high, can't hit him low. Can't really hit him in the middle. You got to yeah. be able to hit him in the abdomen. So it, it gets tough. It's so hard to play defense, man. I can't. I can't imagine what it's like to be a defender now. And uh, not not really. It's crazy. No, no. What they did was they 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 took away the savagery of, of playing defense. Where where like the like I said, I always love the Ed Ed Reed highlight, the Ed Reed Hall of Fame. His whole highlight video is targeting assault, targeting. Targeting, targeting everything. So it said they just took out the viciousness, which is good, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good. It, it just, 
And that's why I kind of asked what you thought. Uh, I mean, I've heard it both ways. But again, as a defender, it's like, okay, what do you do? It's like you said, if you hit them high, not only are you going to get a penalty, you're going to be playing for free the rest of the game because they're going to take game check from you. Yeah. So it's, you know, business decisions, unfortunately, and then somebody gets hurt. It, it, it sucks. But how many times does that happen where no one gets hurt too? A million. So it's such a small percent. It's such a yep. small percentage. I mean, you see that hit all the time and he's just got unlucky. You know, he just got unlucky that his foot was in the ground at that point. In time. Correct. Hell, half the time, Nick, they hit you like that. You're moving so fast, it flips the guy over. Yeah, and he exactly. just bounces right back up. He's peasy, and it's a clean hit. Yep. So I really like I really like the uh, the whole story of Detroit, and they get to host another home game. That's fun for yeah. them, and have that place that stadium will be rocking. You know it will be. And um, but Puka had a big performance, set the rookie record for receiving yards, as I mentioned. Huge day for him. Continues his huge year that he had as a guy that kind of flew under the radar in the draft and. Um, came out and performed really big and probably a lot in part to Cooper Cup's injury early on in the season. He got a little bit of an opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. I'll be interested to see how he kind of follows up in that sophomore campaign. Uh, but we've got, I think, four really good games on this week when you talk of when you look at all of these. Uh, Baby, I want to start with you. Uh, what When you're looking at the whole slate, NFC, AFC, what game are you most excited and looking forward to? Chiefs, Bills. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, Bills. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's built into this rivalry that that we all know. Uh, I'm interested to see the storyline that she's finally going on the road. Mahomes going on the road to win a playoff game. Um, I, I, the weather is going to be whatever it is. Uh, I, I just think that, to me, I think that's the best game of, of the weekend is the Chiefs-Bills. I, I do question the time of the game. I mean, I don't know why they have to play at Buffalo at night. I mean, you already—it's already going to be freezing. I mean, you could at least play during the daytime there. But I mean, and the other game that's on, I'm like, you couldn't have played the Detroit game at night there in a dome. But that's just me. That's just penny pension. But uh, I, I, to me, that's easily the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, it just depends on on which Buffalo is going to show up. Like, is it going to be the depleted Buffalo, or or? Or I think I think there's enough rivalry, there's enough hatred, there's enough. Hey, we're sick of being your little brother, and we get to host you, and we just play the snow game versus uh, a mediocre at best Pittsburgh team. Uh, to me, uh, I I agree. I think that that might be the premier matchup, hence why it's the last game of the weekend. But honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to Green Bay San Francisco. I think I think they've sort of Green Bay has sort of figured out its identity, and it's. We're going to pound the ball right up the middle. And I think Dallas' defense is just as good as San Francisco's defense. And so Green Bay has this test of these top defenses on an offensive-wise, and they're going to they're gonna try and do that same game plan versus the Niners. And I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to be able to run the ball downhill versus San Francisco. And we're going to see if, you know, having that week one bye is a bad thing or not. You know, we're going to see if if they're able to manage it or not. And so that that's why I'm looking for that Green Bay-San Francisco because I get the feeling that Green Bay is legit now. But we're going to see. And I get the feeling that San Francisco is not as legit as we see, and we'll see which version of Brock Purdy shows up. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. 
That game is an interesting one. I, I think the Green Bay's got something figured out there, and there were a couple throws in that in that Dallas Green Bay game where you put them side by side with a couple of other former Green Bay quarterbacks, and you're like, oh my goodness, uh, that that one that touchdown pass where he was just like straight backing up and then back foot floated. It was like that's Aaron Rodgers. Like that yeah. that was Aaron Rodgers that throw. Yeah, uh, right there. But no, I mean, he's, go ahead. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and and guess what? Jordan Love's parents ain't getting upper nosebleed seats like they did versus the Chiefs. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that is one of the funniest pictures. Like <laughs> how how CBS handled that also was so really? funny. As they zoomed in, they, they were already zoomed in on his parents or his mom. I think it was his mom and his girlfriend who actually made it because it was like an emergency start because Aaron Rodgers got COVID, is what happened. And then they just slowly zoom out and then you can see how far away they are. Cause probably by the time they wanted to get tickets, they probably had to go to like the second, they had to go to seat geek and get their tickets or go to ticket. No, no, that's, that's a rookie move. Getting, getting tickets through the team on an away game. And they always give you like literally the corner upper portion that was where you got tickets. I asked one time, I was like, hey, we got a away game. I'm going to get some tickets for my family. And we we're playing Dallas. I'm like, okay, here's where it is. I go, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just telling my, I'm going to tell my people to get some other tickets, not with the team. <laughs> and and that's what they did. Well, uh, as producer Nick mentioned in our chat, uh, they need to give the Bills more rest. Um, I think I think they came out after they moved the Bills game. They said if the Bills win, they're playing on Sunday. Either that or I made that up completely because they're like <laughs> they're like, well, we can't. That we I understand them not playing on Saturday, right? And I did think it was kind of a funny situation of going into Monday's game, Bills Steelers game, that it was like, all right, Bills win, they're playing the last game of the weekend. If the Bills lose, they're playing the first game of the weekend. It's like the Chiefs were in, like, we're either playing late Sunday or early Saturday. Like, those were their two choices at that point. Um, but yeah, there's some, I, I'm really interested in Lions Bucks, truthfully, and just uh, see how those two teams, because the Bucks have been a really interesting team to me, just how they've been able to win with Baker Mayfield as a, at the quarterback position. The Lions, obviously, very intriguing story. They've got the heartfelt story, the team of destiny type feeling to them. How those two teams clash together will be uh, either the Bucks or the Lions going to the NFC Championship against the uh, either Packers or Niners is going to be very interesting because one of those teams will be a, a traditional NFC power, right? I think we can agree that Packers, Niners, those are traditional blue bloods, you could call them in the NFC. Bucks, Lions, that's not, that's not a blue blood matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, the Bucks. it's not a blue blood matchup. Bucks um, have been there, though. The Bucks have absolutely been there. You know, I, 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 I'm rooting for Detroit. I, I have no qualms. I want to see Detroit. I want to see Detroit get to the Super Bowl, if I'm being honest. I want to see Detroit get to the Super Bowl. I don't know that they can. I don't know that they will. But I want to see them get to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a tougher game. I think Detroit fans are thinking they're just going to walk all over the Bucks. And I'm like, I don't know that you're walking all over the Bucks. You need to pump the brakes on that. I, I mean, yeah, I think you may win, but I think this is going to be a much tougher, a much closer game than what you think. Because well, the one thing I know, the Bucks somehow, some way, they can always stop the run. The, the names change on the uniforms, 
at me, but somehow they come up with a defense that does not give up running yards. So Detroit, even though Detroit's got an awesome offensive line, running the football against them is still going to be tough. So I think that game's a lot closer than maybe what Detroit fans think. Yeah, I, I would agree. Wait, who's Tampa's coach? Is it Todd, Todd, Bowles. Todd Bowles? I love Todd Bowles. Yeah. I, I think I love Todd Bowles. And guess what? You know who Dallas should sign next year as their quarterback? Baker Mayfield. Mm. How awesome would Baker... I think Baker's career, he was too often had that Manziel stink on him. He where, did. Where, you know, where you thought, like, this guy didn't give a shit. And he does, man. And I remember watching a thing in the preseason talking about his work ethic and and how he is and how he is in the, in the locker room and I'm like that's it that's a guy you want at quarterback guy who's cool with everybody like because I heard stories that Peyton Manning was and the defense used to battle uh you know because Peyton's like no like it's it's hey, I'm dad no more parties you know and like he was like we just want to party whatever don't don't put us on curfew dad <laughs> and Baker Baker just is uniter which is a quarterback you got to be the great uniter because you need the defense and the offense to believe in you. And that's why I like Baker. But at the same time, hollow victory, um, I think they're going to be full of themselves. And um, I, don't, I think the Lions are going to roll. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think I think the buck stops here. It's like it's like they're going to get they're going to get bum rolled because I, I like Dan Campbell. I think he strategizes well, and they got to. Uh, yeah, I do too. One game we did not mention. The only game we didn't mention. Um, Ravens Texans. Do you have a vibe on that game? I feel like that game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think Big B. And the Texans have been playing really well. Uh, CJ Stroud's been playing well. Ravens, obviously, have been the best team in the AFC all year. You know what? This is the game, kind of what Nick said, the buck stops here. I think this is kind of the, the game where the Texans get outclassed. It's been going on long enough. Uh, they're playing on the road. Young team on the road. First time. Playoffs. Bad weather. Uh, how good do they even play in good, in bad weather anyway? Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks they've been inside and have played well. Well, let's see what happens. I, and I think the Ravens are rested. Uh, I think they're ready. And I think the Ravens, I think they knock them out early, to be honest. I, I think this one gets, I think this one gets away from the Texans. It's a learning experience for them. You know, uh, I'm I'm looking at the the Texan season, and, and I agree with Big B. Um, it's like they're not really. I mean, they really didn't beat anybody. That they played great. a last place schedule too. They, yeah, they, they really didn't beat anybody that great. Where they were tested, and they still had a mediocre record. You know, so so like I said, I just I'm not I'm not buying into CJ Stroud. We'll always have this rookie phenomenon where you'll get hot midway through the season and people will want to crown his ass want to call him the goat and it's like man he's fresh legs there's not a lot of data and now we've got some data numbers are crunched they're good uh, I'll give you a guy Laramie Tunsil you got some other guys on the offense line who, who can block well they block Cleveland well but wasn't a full strength Cleveland this is a full strength Ravens and they're playing they're, they're, they're out for justice like Steven Seagal and they're, they're Harbaugh, cool Harbaugh, knows how to rest his players off a of bye week. And, and these Ravens team, for for some ungodly reason, every year the Ravens are like a veteran defense. This team, I don't know. Every year. You're like, how is that possible? You're like a veteran. 
you're a veteran defense every year with Baltimore, and 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 that's what you got. And, and I think Lamb Lamb's playing with with confidence, and I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I, I think he's going to come out and play play well. Uh, there's no more excuses for him either. I mean, he got his money, he got weapons. That was everything that everybody said he didn't have. He and he he delivered this year. Well, now you got to deliver in the playoffs because that's kind of been the thing that people have said about him. You got to deliver in the playoffs. But, you know, as far as the Ravens, especially their defense, look, I get you can be rusty on offense. Maybe the timing isn't there by sitting out so long. On defense, yeah, the timing, eh, it's I see ball, I hit ball. Uh, I have French legs so I can get to the ball faster. So I, I see that happening. That's what I see happening is them just corralling, just getting after the Texans up front because the Texans outside of Tunsil, that offensive line's not that good. And I think they're going to get taken advantage of this game. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and like I said, it's, it's coach dependent on whether your bye week sucks or not. And I yes. remember we got like Rashawn Payton, like, you know, we, we qualified, got the first round bye. he was like, we had a meeting Monday morning after the game, the last game. And he was like, Hey, see ya come back Monday. You know, I don't care where you go, just go. And Harbaugh's the same way. Cool Harbaugh is the same way. He's like, hey, it's the veteran team. Go do your thing. Don't don't get arrested. That's it. Yeah. That's a big and one. don't take a photo on a boat like the Giants did. That's a big one. That is a big one. Uh I saw someone in the chat say, Is Tank Dell still out? Yeah, he's out. He's not coming back. I mean, yeah. broke his leg in half. Correct. Um Yes. Uh, I was looking at the the weather report for Buffalo. Today it's snowing, and it's going to snow on Thursday, and it's going to snow on Friday, and it's going to snow on Saturday, but Sunday it should stop snowing. Uh, high of 26 degrees, uh, winds at 10 miles, 10 to 15 miles per hour in the day at nighttime, probably closer to kickoff. Um, considerable cloudiness, low near 20 degrees, winds southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Only a 6% chance of snow at that point, though, so shouldn't be snowing on Sunday. They're currently in a uh, lake effect snow oh. warning. Oh, that's uh, miserable. In oh, I just hear wet, wet snow. Yes. Yeah, so uh, additional snow accumulations of 9 to 18 inches in the most persistent lake snows. Uh, with the greatest of these focused from the Buffalo South Towns and Western Genesee County into Southern Erie County. I'm sure everyone knows New York counties as I read that, uh, but it it's going to be cold, but it's not going to be as cold as it was last week. For the wave. It's going to feel like it's going to feel like going 70 degrees to 90 degrees because that is a 20 degree shift right there. Um, <laughs> just like that. Well, fellas, uh, we spent a lot of time on the divisional round, the wild card round. I don't think we got enough time for uh, blind nil. So that's just going to mean we got to double up on blind nil next week because we'll have less games to talk about. That's just how math works. So we'll have less games to talk about. We can double up on blind nil and we can, uh, we can send it out that way. But, uh, any final thoughts before we go, Nick? We'll start with you. No, no, that was that was a, that was a good one. It was nice when all the games matter. Yes, yeah, I agree. absolutely. I feel the same way. Uh, games matter. Games get get better, um, and I, that's just what I hope. I hope we just get all good games this weekend. Love to see it. 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Outside the Trenches. Thank you to Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. We're going to be out at Holiday Distillery, so if you want to hang out with uh, myself, I'll be out there uh, watching the Chiefs and Bills game. We'll know by that time that game's going on if the Chiefs will be hosting the AFC Championship game or if they will be going on the road to uh, take on the Baltimore Ravens if they do beat the Buffalo Bills. We'll be out there at Holiday Distillery for the postgame show and a watch party. So uh, check the KCSN socials for an RSVP. That's up in Weston, Missouri. You can come hang out with us. Very beautiful up there, especially all the snow-covered scene out there. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I think it's the fourth oldest distillery uh, in the west side of the Mississippi. That's how I think it goes. Um, so it's 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 an old place. Lots of history over there. They make great alcohol and uh, things that we can enjoy. There'll be Mission Taco there as well. So Ooh. make sure, yeah, make sure to come out and hang with us. Check the KCSN socials for the RSVP. Uh, for Nick Lecky and Big B, Brian Haley, I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll talk to you guys next week on another Outside the Trenches. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.